Welcome to that 80s show. You, me, and my very good friend, Dory. How are you doing, Dory? You have a pain in the neck. Literally, that's not <laughs> called me. <laughs> yes, usually you are my pain in the neck. But uh, actually, I have a real pain in the neck at the moment. But, um, you know, that song <laughs> almost made it all better. <laughs> If you're listening on the podcast, you just missed yourself. White horse by laid back. It's definitely about drugs. <laughs> oh my God. I used to hate that song so much. I can't even tell you how much I used to hate that song. And then at some point, I don't know when it just suddenly grew on me. Oh my God. What like a great a song it is. What a great song it is. If you're listening <laughs> on the podcast, make sure you go and find that song. Whitehorse laid back. And if you're listening live, Cliff Central, what a treat. What a treat you just got in your ears. And yes, Dory, a pain in the neck. It's like that's how you know you're the perfect demographic for that 80 show when you sneeze and have to go to the chiropractor. <laughs> oh, no, it hurts when I laugh. Stop. <laughs> okay, right. Well, you better lay down because I'm feeling funny today. <laughs> <laughs> so Dory, listen, so many things have happened in the 80s this week, okay? Massive news. Mm. The show comes to you from South Africa. We got listeners all over the world. Tom Cruise is in our midst and I have first-hand reports of a sighting. Okay. Okay. Tom Cruise shooting right. Mission Impossible Mission Impossible 8. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's impossible, really. I mean, the Fast and Furiouses and Mission, they are just too many, don't you feel? I really enjoyed Mission Impossible 1, and after that, I think I just That's stopped. It. And isn't Mission Impossible the sh 8 with the one where he lost it with the cast in Rome because they were like flouting COVID rules? It might have been, actually. I'm not, I can't keep track. It was a Mission Impossible. Anyway, they're shooting Mission Impossible 8 in South Africa in a little sleepy town called Hoodsprayt. You may know it more generally. That's where the Kruger National Park is, kind of, right? That's the area it's in. They're shooting okay. there. A colleague of mine lives in Hoodsprayt. So I say to her, listen, I need firsthand reports. Okay, what is happening? She says, oh, no, big story. I mean, massive. Nothing happens in Hoodsprayt. Like a lion may get out of the Kruger Park. Like nothing happens there. You must know this. So Tom Cruise being there is a big deal. She says that, so I just casually said, have you seen his helicopter? She says, oh yes. She says that every day, every morning, because he's actually staying in the same lifestyle estate that they stay, they live in, right? He's staying there. Every morning, his chopper, his helicopter comes in, not an Airwolf style helicopter. His helicopter comes in, right? And at the time she leaves every day, she's got a bit of, of uh, chores to do every day at the same time the roads get cleared by security because obviously he's coming in and out at that time. And she says that his security team stays up the road from her, right? <laughs> and she says, so I said- I'm just thinking, because I've, I've never been to Hoodsprate, but I have two friends from there as well. Right. And it is apparently the most sleepy village. No. no. Like- it, it, that, That's it, that's it. So like, if you're listening internationally, if you're listening to anyone, like all that says the Kruger Park, it is just- that is the wild. That is the wild. And there is like some places people stay. <laughs> I mean, it's like the only purpose the whole place kind of serves is for people to get to Kruger Park. Like, right? I don't know. Maybe I'm being dismissive. Yeah. But it is the sleepiest of sleepy towns, right? So for Tom Cruise to be there, big news. Every day, apparently all the kids from the estate 
go and hang around kind of the area the closest they can get to in the hope of a Tom Cruise sighting. There's been photos. There's photos. She said she may share them with me going around on the WhatsApp groups. Everyone's very, they're in a two stunt, Dory. Two stunt. (laughs) (laughs) That is an Afrikaans word that means titillated. (laughs) Not really, but okay, we'll go with it. I just felt like saying tit. So, so, Live on that 80 show, Tom Cruise related news. The Tom Cruise news on a booze cruise. Paolo, Dory. what would you do if you met Tom Cruise? What would you say to him? Look, Dory, so people who uh, haven't listened to the show, I did show up at your 40th birthday party. It was an 80s themed party and I came dressed as Tom Cruise in Risky Business, sans pants. Mm. Okay, so first of all, you'd, you'd wear that same outfit, obviously. Yes, yes. Um, what would I call him? I, de- I definitely, I- I'd want to play volleyball. I'd, I'd take off my shirt and give him a volleyball and say, I know this was odds on 40 years ago, but let's get it on. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? <laughs> get on the volleyball court. What would you do, Dory? <sighs> you know, mm, I'm trying to think of my favorite Tom Cruise movie. Cause believe it or not, it's not Top Gun, mm. but <sighs> Hmm. I think the color of money. I would say, I would say, show me the money. That's, I think, what I would say. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'd worry he'd expect that, though. He'd expect that. Yeah. How many people do you think have gone up to him and said that? Like, he's probably so sick of it. Not enough. Not enough. If you're listening to this (laughs) and you're in the Hood Spread area, which we got one listener there, I've seen it. If you're listening to this in that area, you will go on behalf of that 80 show, go find Tom Cruise and shout, show me the money and say, bet you've never heard that one before. And then laugh as his security team. And then run. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Tom Cruise shenanigans. You know, fun fact, uh, Risky Business, the sort of iconic scene, we always associate Tom Cruise with wearing the Ray-Ban sunglasses in that scene. Mm-hmm. He never wore them. Yes. He never wore them in that scene. Hmm. Yeah, he never wore the sunglasses in that scene. Uh, fun. Oh. Yeah, fun Tom Cruise fact. So on that 80 show, we get very worried when we're going through Twitter, looking at our feeds, oh, having mm. our opinions manipulated, our little dopamine hits, and we find an 80s star, an 80s band is trending. Uh-oh. Mm. Dari, it normally means two things. What are they? Um, they've been me too or they died. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Someone's been a bigot or they're dead. Uh, but good news yesterday when you found Duran Duran are trending. Duran Duran. In the week of mm. Super Bowl halftime show, Duran Duran are trending. So I said, okay, why are they? Dory, the f- voting for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, new inductees is out, right? Yeah. And Duran Duran are actually leading the race after a million votes. I mean... I'm, I'm not saying that I'm not a fan. <laughs> of course I'm a fan. But they're ahead of Dolly Parton. Well, the rest of that top five like, list is, but, but how's the story? I understand it's Hall yeah. of Fame, but Duran Duran leading the votes. Eminem second. Yeah. I suspect Eminem is going to uh, uh, go over. Whatever. It's going to happen. But is only one of them going to win? Like, do they not choose more than one? I actually don't know. So it's, I'm, I'm trying because to- Because usually it's a bunch of people. A whole bunch go at in. A time. So I think all these top yeah. five to go. And let me finish the top five. Duran Duran, right. Eminem, Pat Benatar. Fantastic stuff. Mm. I mean, maybe that's why she sent her daughter to the Dryad Ranch. 
like you said, right. Dolly Parton, number four, Dolly Parton, just the greatest human being in the world. We got to say it. Mm. Fantastic human being. Yeah. Number five, Eurythmics. Okay. The the rest mm. of the list, 80s related, Bruce Johnson from the Beach Boys, Black Sabbath. Just him. Just him. Until, I think they're all dead, but uh, let's say the, <laughs> the Beach Boys and just him. They're not all dead. <laughs> oh, God damn it. I just killed them again. <laughs> I saw- Killed them off. Russia on here. I saw Lionel Richie's on there. Um, nice. I mean, he's worthy. And he's not in already. Now, what confused me is it's, I suppose are we being too classic that it's the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, but I suppose that's just like covers everything, right? It's going to yeah, no, I think that's, that's besides the point. It's more than anything. So uh, Lionel Richie, Judas Priest, Carly Simon, Rage Against the Machine, um, Devo, also part of the pool, 41,000 votes, Diane Warwick, Tribe Called Quest, MC5, all on the ballot. And they announced the winner in, well, they actually say the Rock Hall's 2022 class will be announced in May. Yeah, so it's going to be more than one of them. Mm. You said Judas Priest. Uh, you know, there's only one thing I think of when I hear Judas Priest. Oh, share it. And if you're old enough, you will think of the same thing if you're old enough. Share it. Judas Priest was the first time that I ever heard about heavy music oh. being satanistic, oh my satanic, God. satanic, Paolo. They were music. one of the first bands that ever got caught up in the satanic panic where everyone said if you played Judas Priest backwards, the devil would talk to you. I love that. God, I destroyed so many vinyls doing that. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the first thing I think of when I hear Judas Priest. I don't even know their music. And and they, they went and, and, you know, so we take our minds back to the 80s. I mean, Judas Priest went like all in because they like incited Bible, like Judas incited religion, mm -hmm. the priest, they upset your dog there in the background. They, you see, you see, that's the spirits of Judas Priest upsetting the animals. We can't even talk about them. It's like, it's, it's like a, it's a, it's a primal it's instinct. It's not my dog. It's the hellhound. Oh, it's, you see, hellhound, hellhound. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, but, and not only that, but the album art and then kids started wearing the album art on t-shirts. I mean, the devil was alive in the music. It had to have been, mm. had to have been. I miss, I miss, I miss a satanic panic like around every new trend. No. Imagine. No. Don't you? Don't no. you? Always. Smurfs? No. Smurfs? No. Smurfs were Satanistic. <laughs> they were. Satanismus. Do you remember that? I remember reading the article <gasps> in, in the U magazine. The Smurfs were satanic, satanic because they didn't pray. They went to Papa Smurf to solve their problems. Yes. <laughs> and also something about being And blue. there was only one woman. There was only one woman. There was only one woman who bore all the Smurf children. Well, you know? Awesome. <laughs> I don't know. I want to throw a concept into your head just to get you out of like yeah. one Smurfette bearing all the Smurfs. Imagine a Smurf without a hat. Hmm. Mm, what think, is under the hat? Think about it. Did you think it's either they just got like a normal round head or their heads are the shape of their hats? Think about it. Yeah. <laughs> think about that. That's all I'm going to be thinking about the rest of the day. <laughs> if you've never heard the 80 shows before you go, the 80 show said, I wonder if these guys do like really analytical deep dives into the 80s. No, we don't. Is some, someone <laughs> left the door open 
<laughs> it's not even that anymore. We just uh, we just somehow end up and out there in the world, and, and there's nothing really serious. So that is the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, Duran Duran. But it seems last year they it seems that they um, they uh, enter six people per year. So okay. um, unless anything drastic changes, the five I read out: Duran Duran, Eminem, Pat Benatar, Dolly Parton, Eurythmics, and one other, um, maybe Judas Priest will be in, but hopefully Devo, maybe Devo. That, that makes it like a five out of six eighties. Yeah. Good times. That'd be cool. Good times. So um, every week on that 80 show, we do movie recommendations or viewing recommendations, but this week we're gonna have to do something a little bit different. We're not gonna talk about one or two movies in particular. We're gonna talk about many, many movies in particular because this week, saw the unfortunate passing of Ivan Reitman. I mean, the godfather of 80s movies? Uh, I mean, one of them. Let's say there were a few godfathers. Okay. He's definitely right up there. The godfather of his genre. not the only one. The godfather of his genre. Okay, if I put you on the spot, name the others. <laughs> oh, I see. I knew you were going to do that. <laughs> I knew you were going to be a smart ass. <laughs> that guy who may... <laughs> There definitely are others, but yes, okay, fine. Also, it depends because he's Ivan Reitner was more of a producer than like a writer or director. He, he of course, did write and direct, and he even starred in some movies. Yes, but he was essentially a producer. Now, the producer is the money man. They're they're not necessarily the creative part of your movie. But, but they are the ones who make it happen. So they're very important. So they are very important. So let's go through some of his movies. So he passed away this week at the age of 75. Um, am I right? Mm. 70, yes. 75. Correct. Yes, yes, 75. Um, in his sleep, peacefully in Montecito. <laughs> Montecito. Here are the movies. Let's Isn't just that go. where Rob Lowe lives? I think they're all of them. Rob Lowe lives in Montecito, oh, I think. Who doesn't? Mm. Oh, listen, let's talk about, just quickly, Rob Lowe. I've been watching this, um, maybe I'll recap it next week, this series, National Geographic, the top 10 of the 80s. Each week, a different category. They've been doing commercials, gadgets, fashion trends. I'm going to recap the fashion trends next week. Try to find some time for it because there are some doozies, some beauties in there, right? Currently, cool. the latest one is 80s technology. But Rob Lowe... Hmm. He, he just loves being Rob Lowe. He's just gone like, there is nothing better in this world than being Rob Lowe. And he just bees mm. it. He just bees it, Dory. <laughs> yeah, a, a, a light dust pink pastel suit. Okay. Gray t-shirt. Yeah. Ray-Ban Wayfarers. I mean, he's just gone in, in this beautiful mansion, which I imagine he goes, oh, I suppose if I have to slum it in this mansion... She would have preferred to shot it in mine. Because um, do you think Rob Lowe is a mansion, LA mansion guy or a ranch guy? Hmm. Mansion. That's a tough one. I think he's got both, but I think he's probably spending more time. He's always tanned, but that could also be out on yeah, the ranch. I think he's an outdoorsy kind of guy. So yeah. I, he's like more like a, I'm on the golf course. Okay. I'm on a horse. Yeah. yeah. I'm in the sea. Yeah. You know, that guy. There's my brother, Chad. He's not as famous as me. I'll just keep him around. Chad Lowe, God. <laughs> so, so back to Ivan Reitman. Starting off, 1979. Mm. The, these are films that he was the director of. 
director, producer. Okay. A bit of, okay. So, meatballs. Okay. Do you remember meatballs? You know, and I remember it in theory. Right. Definitely. I'm aware of its existence, but I cannot remember if I saw it or what it's about. Now, it was the first time Ivan Reitman worked with Bill Murray. They were each other's guys. They were like, they were a team. Mm. The first time they, they, they worked together. The next movie they worked together on was Stripes. Bill Murray recommended it. Which you have told us about on the show. Exactly. A few weeks ago, Army, mm. Comedy, mm. Uh, Bill Murray and Ivan Reitman, the big mama jamma Ghostbusters. I mean, that's mm. Ivan Reitman's... Mm legacy right there um mm. directing both ghostbusters one two and then even being involved as a i think he was a producer executive producer for ghostbusters afterlife yeah. um the the remake he was a producer for ghostbusters afterlife then legal eagles if i was going to recommend a movie i was going to recommend this one but i don't like legal movies that's quite funny because I looked at the list and I thought, oh, I could talk about Legal Eagles because I remember seeing it on the big screen and I remember really enjoying it. But when I looked at it now, I'm like, oh my God, this has to be one. This, this can't be a good movie. Right. It really can't. Right. Because <laughs> we, we, we were putting the show together, we're discussing like, what movie should we do? And then we were both like, oh, I think if we don't go for an obvious one, we're both going to land on the same movie. So exactly the same thing. And it was going to be that one. <laughs> exactly. I mean, it's like if you don't go for an obvious, you're going to land on the same one, right? So it's Robert Redford. I immediately don't like um, illegal law, legal films. I, they, I, yeah. I, ba I battle with them. Um, well, except Legally Blonde for obvious reasons. Well, you know. Uh, yes, I, I love I love Chihuahuas. Uh, so um, <laughs> uh, Robert Redford, Daryl Hannah, Daryl Hannah is accused of stealing a painting, um, and then there's isn't there a murder somewhere in, as well? Someone's murder. I honestly don't remember. Yeah, I know Daryl Hannah's <laughs> in it. Then there's a little bit of a love triangle because Robert Redford and his like um, co-attorney. See, I don't even know the terms. They have a bit okay, of a thing. Hang on. I'm going to tell you. I'm going to tell you because it was someone well. It's someone well known. No, Deb Deborah Winger. Deborah, Deborah Winger, Winger is yeah. the other person. Yeah. Yes. So, so they're like co-counsel. Yeah, that's illegal. That's a legal word. A they're New York district attorney works and flirts with his adversary and her kooky oh. artist client, who is on trial for a murder she didn't commit. So they are actually on opposite sides of the legal battle. Right. So they're that's not co-attorneys. And then Daryl mm. Hannah, the murder she didn't commit is I think there's something to do with a painting that she inherited. She gets accused of stealing yeah. it, and then the house burns down, and the guy, her ex-partner, boyfriend, somebody dies. And then she gets accused of it, if I'm not mistaken. Wow, you remember a lot more than I do. <laughs> I, this is probably wrong. I, 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 but okay. it, it's weird um, because I don't know how to take that movie. I did watch the trailer. Best part of it is a Whitney Houston song in the trailer. So um, I, okay. I wouldn't watch it, but I mean, okay, we're talking about Ivan Reitman. No, like I say. Yeah, so, well, he wrote, he co-wrote it and directed it. So he's yeah. actually, there's three writers of the movie and he's yeah. one of them. I, like I said, I remember seeing it in the cinemas in the 80s and really enjoying it. But since then, I've also like kind of like, ugh, legal movies, ugh, Robert Redford. Ugh. I know, I know, I know. Daryl Hannah, we're still going to, you know, have, we always have time for Daryl Hannah. Yeah. But 
yeah. of the of all the list of things that Ivan did, this would definitely not be you know top of the list for me. No. Uh, then he starts going into, mm. I mean, Arnold Schwarzenegger in the eighties, action guy, mm. Terminator, yeah. Conan the Barbarian, Predator, and just every other movie that he was Conan the. I mean, he was Arnold Schwarzenegger in. It mm. was Ivan Reitman who was the first guy that went, hold on a second, how funny would it be if we played him for laughs and got Arnold Schwarzenegger, Danny DeVito, and put them together for twins. Hmm. I mean, if you remember That's that. a great film that we have spoken about many times. Oh, God. Twins was such a great movie. It was two brothers. I mean, Arnold Schwarzenegger in his full-on, like, walnuts in a condom, like, physique. Danny DeVito full-on troll foot, and they are, they were, uh, what were they? They were artificially inseminated, uh, right? I think, were they artificially inseminated? Or I'm now thinking of an, of uh, of the one where Arnold Schwarzenegger falls pregnant. You're thinking of Junior. Yes. I think. So how are yeah. they twins? How are they brothers? They're, they're biological brothers, right? They are brothers. I don't remember. I'm going to have to rewatch no, no, it because I don't remember I'm just going to look here. They are fraternal twin yeah. brothers who were a result of a yeah. secret experiment carried out in a genetics laboratory, okay? It combined right. the DNA of six fathers in order to, to produce the perfect child. They produced Arnold Schwarzenegger, but they also had Danny DeVito. <laughs> uh, okay, so there was artificial insemination probably yes. as well then. Yes, Definitely. so they, were, they yeah. were an experiment and then they were separated and never told about each other. And then on his 35th birthday, Arnold Schwarzenegger goes now to LA to go find his brother. True story, it's the first time I saw boobs in a movie and they were Arnold Schwarzenegger. You told us that. <laughs> you told us that. <laughs> First time I saw boobs in a movie and they were on Arnold Schwarzenegger. That man did a chest press. Let's, uh, he was doing some chest press over there. Mm. Uh, so he then does uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger, goes, hey, let's play this guy for laughs. And then he goes back to Ghostbusters 2, right? Yeah. Uh, again, Bill Murray, him and Bill Murray, they were just, they just got each other. They were just each other's guys. And then we go a bit into the 90s. We're going to cover early 90s, kindergarten cop. Again, Arnold Schwarzenegger played for laughs, mm. fish out of water. Arnold Schwarzenegger, super funny guy. You got to admit. I mean, it's like he, he, I he love he's funny. kindergarten cop. I also love it. It was such a good film. It really was. Oh my God. My two favorite quotes from kindergarten cop are when he's talking to the kids. Yeah. And the one little girl says, my dad's head is so big, he can't wear any hats. <laughs> and the little boy pops up and he goes, boys have a penis and girls have a vagina. <laughs> I remember that. I remember that. Yeah. Oh, so that's, um, Ivan you know, Martin. that's not, no longer the case, by the way. No, 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 no longer, no longer the case. That joke. This movie has been cancelled. That joke does not travel. Dave, then with mm. ooh, Kevin Spacey. Let's not just move. It's talking about cancelled. Let's just ooh, move on from ooh, that. Let's just, just, let's just move right along. We very quickly moved on. <laughs> and then Ivan Reitman, of course, did do Junior with Arnold Schwarzenegger, yeah. where Arnold Schwarzenegger is impregnated scientifically. Yes. And it's lols. So like, getting the best out of mm. Arnold Schwarzenegger. And Arnold Schwarzenegger never did comedy after that. I think he did Jingle All the Way somewhere in between then. But I mean, his three finest comedic performances, Twins, Kindergarten Cop. That's why we say Ivan Reitman is, okay, I, I know what you're saying. The godfather of a particular genre of like 80s. What did I read the other day? He was the king of the 80s Cineplex movie. 
Okay, that okay. makes sense. Yeah. Yes. Because, I mean, Cineplex, right. I mean, movies was a big thing. Lots of movies showing all at the same time. And, I mean, he was so prolific. He'd probably have two movies showing together, double bills. Like, he just knew how to make family-friendly box office smash. Mm. Okay. And, and that was mm. his thing. I mean, I would say... John Hughes, for example, was the godfather of 80s rom-coms. Okay. Rom okay. Yeah, well, okay, fair enough. Read an interesting fact with that, that Andrew McCarthy and um, Molly Ringwald in Pretty in Pink ended up hating each other. Do you ever hear about that? Mm. So Molly Ringwald no. had such a big crush on Andrew McCarthy. Like, who didn't, right? And he mm. was like, no, I'm not really into it. So then she, like, started, like, treating him like shit. And he's like, oh, well, I'm going to treat you like shit back. So <laughs> she... Like, didn't like each other during the forming and of the And then they movie. had to, like, really pretend to like each other in Pretty in Pink. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. How um, awkward. Then uh, Ivan Reitman, as producer, uh, producing Animal House, uh, Stop or My Mom Will Shoot, Space Jam, Private Parts. Uh, he was involved in the terrible 2016 Ghostbusters. It wasn't terrible. It was just, like, it was unnecessary. I mean, if you think about it. Um, great cast. I haven't seen it. No, no, you're missing nothing. Uh, Baywatch, mm. the Baywatch uh, movie with The Rock and not David Hasselhoff. And then um, he was involved in Ghostbusters Afterlife. That was his last project. Uh, he was also executive producer on movies like Old School, Eurotrip, uh, Hotel for Dogs, the new Space Jam, the latest Space Jam. So he was involved. He was, he was the guy doing a lot of cool things. And... A real, it's actually really tragic, really tragic. Um, a guy who gave so many 80s movies fans so many 80s movies. Did you see that he is credited as a writer on a new TV series called Stripes? Oh, that's interesting. They are making a series. That is very interesting. It's, it just says, on IMDb, it just says announced, which means it's not even in pre-production. They've just announced that this is going to be a thing. And he is a, he has a writing credit on it. So, obviously, your one of your films from the 80s is getting a reboot. Well, and funnily enough, it's that one. <laughs> well, it's not only that one, because what did Barrett send us a list the other day? Of yes, 80s movies did. getting TV show, like sort of remakes. Now, I'm trying to find it here, but I mean, they were oh, one. I remember the one from the list that I remember, which I thought uh, of all of the ones that they're going to do, this one might actually be cool. And that's Quantum Leap. I think that if mm. they do it well, a reboot of Quantum Leap could be very cool. Because yeah, I love that show. That one wasn't bad. Oh, I can't yeah. find, or there was one that was so unnecessary. So unnecessary. <laughs> I'm sure more than one, actually. Oh, yeah. There, there were three big ones. And I was like, oh, I remember the quantum, quantum leap going, hey, time travel, that sort of concept always works. Okay, I found it. I found it. it. Night Court. Ooh, you like Night Court. Oh, what do you think about that? I love Night Court. I love Night Court. I don't think it should be rebooted. Do you I think, think it'll be bad. Do you think they're going to do like, because you know there was like this, there's been a reboot of the Fresh Prince of Ballet. Oh, no. Yeah. And it's serious. Oh, no. no, it's serious. It's like a serious thing, not a comedy. Mm. But I mean, oh, it, it, no, it's just tanking all over the place. Do you think Night Court reboot is going to be serious? Oh, no, that would be terrible. Mm. Mm. But, I mean, it was so it was so quirky and so silly. I don't know how they would reboot it. You, you, you know, uh, the... What sometimes with these shows is like 
sure, the premise is funny. Like the premise of a night court, these weird characters that come in, the premise of sheer, Cheers, mm. a bunch of people that come into a bar. The premise is funny, but the characters are so endearing. And it's like, so do they mm. go like completely new characters or do they get new people to play the old characters and then we're always comparing them? Then it's like a double comparison whammy. Then what's the point? Because then they just write like plagiarizing in a way. I mean, what's the point? Yeah, so, so we watched that. Anyway, the third one on yeah, the third one on the list was LA Law. Now I used to watch LA Law mm. because I used to think that Harry Hamlin was quite cute. Oh. But as a show, I mean ugh, we were just talking about how boring legal things are. Yeah, like, yeah, like LA Law listen, one of the most iconic TV show intros ever. Remember the boots closing? Mm. Oh, that was yes, the boot closing. <laughs> the LA Law license. Sorry, plate. the trunk for our international trunk. listeners. The trunk the of trunk. the car. The closed. trunk of the car <laughs> uh, when it stopped at the traffic light, not the robot. Um, yes, so that LA Law. LA Law. They're going gritty. LA Law. They're, they're definitely going gritty. I mean, it could work, I suppose. I don't, I don't know. Quantum Leap is quite specific. It's a specific mm. sci-fi thing. So that I'm interested in, but we'll see. The the sort of plot devices and that style of show, right? Like it doesn't kind of exist anymore. Like everything's like, mm. you know, so many other shows, Night Court, LA Law, it was contained. Like that's how it was in the 80s. Other than Dallas and Dynasty, Falcon's Crest, this sort of like soapy serial types of things. Everything else was very contained. 45 minutes, have a problem, solve it. Next week starts again. We don't have legacy. Sometimes somebody will reappear. But I think that's why they worked. It was like one compact show, right? Set of circumstances, yeah. that's what it is. We don't watch TV like that anymore. So like, I think that's kind mm. of, for me, what's the hardest thing. Like, I watched the Magnum reboot, right? And okay, you go, okay, forget Tom Selleck. Ooh, Dari, did I do some research on Tom Selleck's kids? Oh, oh. Next, <laughs> You'll tell me. <laughs> next week's show, right? Um, okay. But it was kind of, it was a story, right? So at each episode, I was like, no, I want old, old, like Magnum PI. I want it resolved. I want everyone happy in the end. No one learns their lessons and we start again next week. MacGyver. I want MacGyver to, it mm. must be contained, LA Law. There's a crime, they solve it, someone goes to jail, they drink a bourbon. Like, that's what I want to see, mm. you know, so. <laughs> they do a line of cook. <laughs> a line of cook. They, but now they take some- Things you did not see on LA Law, but were definitely happening. <laughs> definitely, oh, they, were, they had a lot of money. They had a lot of money, <laughs> a lot of money to spend. And, um, but now they'll be taking MDMA. They'll be taking synthetics. Uh, yes. That's what they'll be doing, designer drugs. <laughs> uh, so rest in peace, Ivan Reitman. You gave us so many great movies. So our movie recommendation this week is not one, but do you just go any list, one of these. Stripes, Ghostbusters, Twins, Ghostbusters 2 will even give you Kindergarten Cop. Legal Eagles, you make the choice. <laughs> <laughs> At your peril. Dory and I don't Watch remember. Watch for Daryl Hannah. <laughs> and Daryl Hannah at her peak. Like she was, she had just come out the water. She had just dried off from being a mermaid. Um, it was, it was Daryl Hannah's time. So this is that any show. We do like to play some music. Uh, we do like to go into Wham Corner. Oh, Dory. I was like playing around Wham Corner. What do you do? George Michael's song. I've actually got a slow jam. Mm. One of my favorites. One of my absolute interesting. Oh, very interesting. Come back to our story. Come 
Come back. I mean, drifted off. <laughs> that was very soothing and relaxing. I didn't have to headbang and hurt my neck more. Thank you. That's what I thought about. I thought, what are we going to put in here? What you, I've got to give Dorian. I've got to help her out. I've got to help her out. So I was very excited this week. Wham Corner. There is a book out. Wham related book. George Michael's song lyrics. New book coming out called Words. Where they've taken all the words of Wham and George Michael songs, put them in a book. Just a book of lyrics. Sounds fun, Dory. I mean, we don't need it. We know them all. No, we know them all. What makes me lol, though, <laughs> are some of the lyrics. What are you going to say? <laughs> so, like, like, a different corner, okay? A different corner's got some beautiful lyrics, you know? I mean, turn a different mm. corner, we never could have met. I mean, we never would have met. I mean, you take, like, a different corner. You take father figure. Oh, I can be yeah. your father figure. Put your little hand in mine. Oh, my God. That's art, you know? Yeah. It's not, yeah. It wasn't always. <laughs> No, <laughs> I've got some of, uh, I got this, I mean, these words are going to be in print. I mean, this book, I mean, Dory, if you want to describe, I don't know if you got the picture in front of you, what this book looks like. I will get the picture in front of me. I mean, it's a coffee table book. I mean, it looks, uh, the only word to describe it is classy. Mm, elegant. It has, it's hardcover. It has a white jacket and in bronze-ish color with a beautiful font. It just says words and underneath George Michael. Very classy, very sophisticated. That is the sort of book, and it's the sort of book that, imagine how thick those pages are. They're heavy, right? Mm. This is not like mm. cheap. This is like, and glossy, I imagine. Imagine the smell of that book. It is- I can smell it right oh, now. It is a tome. It is a tome. We're gonna put up a mm. photo of it, that 80 show essay. Within that book, with words like, I can be a father figure, put your little hand in mine. This is not a bad one. Take me to the edge of heaven, one last time I'd be forever. That's a good one. That's, that's nice. Mm. That's nice. You'd want that on your tombstone. <laughs> yeah. uh, you put the boom boom into my heart. I got a jitterbug. <laughs> <laughs> your loving starts jitterbug into my brain, goes a bang bang till I feel my feet do the same. This is being put in a beautiful book, <laughs> these words. <laughs> Still not so bad. Still not so bad, Paolo. Another beautiful one, once bitten, twice shy. I keep my distance, but you still catch my eye. Mm. You know, that's beautiful. That's glorious. Call me bad, call me, call me good, call me bad. Call me anything you want to, baby. But I know that you're sad and I know I'll make you happy with the one thing that you never had. Not bad. Not a bad one. I'm your man. Just that. I'm your man. It's the lyrics and books. Can I end on, what should I end on? Oh, careless whisper. As I take your hand and lead you to the dance floor. As the music dies, something in your eyes calls to mind the silver screen and it, all its sad goodbyes. This is the problem kind of buying such an expensive book is I kind of know the words already. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm saying. We don't need this book. I would love to have the book and put it on my coffee table. People go, wow, there's a beautiful book. And I go, yeah, but I kind of knew the ending. I kind of knew what was going to happen. Mm. <laughs> uh, but and then they'll turn to the page with 
Which lyrics, Paolo? Oh, wham rap. I don't even know where to start because there are so many brilliant ones. But in this beautiful, <laughs> glorious book that in South Africa will not be less than a thousand rand, okay? It will mm. not, I doubt, I mean, there's no retail price here, but I mean, what are we talking about? Like a thousand rand, what is that? Like 20 pounds, I'd imagine, even more. 30, 40 pounds, $50. Like, I mean, this is a very expensive book. Hey, everybody, take a look at me. I've got street credibility. I may not have a job, but I have a good time with the boys that I meet down on the line. Words in a book. If you're happy with a nappy, then you're in for fun. <laughs> These are words printed in the George Michael's book. Words. I'm going to buy it. You know, I'm going to get it. I'm a sucker. Yep. <laughs> yeah. But what it's got me into is um, it's on georgemichael.com, the store. And I was like, oh my God, why have I never been here? Because there is a lot of very nice George Michael memorabilia on georgemichael.com. Dory, I've sent you the link. Like, I mean. Uh, uh, okay, I'm going. I've never been there either, just oh, by the way. I mean, if um, you look at, uh, under Icon, it's got all these George Michael t-shirts. I mean, those t-shirts are glorious. Glorious George Michael t-shirts. Right? It's still, okay. it's still loading. We're getting there. We're getting Under there. the icon, Faith. What are you going to see? A Faith, George Mark, again, T-shirts, but George Mark. Oh, the icon is obviously George Michael icon album, right? Okay, so, so it's the album cover of that. Faith, merch, Faith bags, Faith coffee mugs, Faith face masks, Faith masks. Uh, faith masks. <laughs> faith masks. I have to say, these the, the clothes are very nice. Like, yeah. They're very nicely done. Like it's George Michael, you know they know they don't look cheap. They they look really oh. cool. I like the freak long sleeve. Yes, that's pretty it's good looking. Freak on it. I think that's we'll put up. Cool. I think we'll put up our favorite items on that Eddie Show SA Facebook page. Hey, you can buy them for us. We're not going to complain. The George Michael 2022 calendar sold out. You can still get George Michael pencils. <laughs> oh. A faith symbol bathrobe, a George Michael bathrobe. Oh my God, Dory. There are George Michael yeah. figurines. Oh my I, God. They are sold out. I see. They are oh, lovely, but they are sold, sold out. But out. you need those. I do need, need those. I do need these. Oh, and it's old silver. Go with your other figurines. Oh God, it's Thirst Trap Dad, George Michael. I'm all over that. Uh, what else is here? <laughs> <laughs> I like the robe. I think the robe would, would suit me. I like it. I like it. I, I, I could do the mug. I could do the, the tote good. bag. The tote bag's great. I mean, you could keep all your totes in there. I mean, I, I'm constantly going, so I mean, many totes. Where do I put it? Also, the flask. I'm not a drinker, but I could put water in it. I'd mm. be happy with that. Oh, I would. I mean, mm. shame. George Michael did battle with uh, with uh, drinking addiction. Ooh, I wonder if that's like in good taste, if, actually, if you think about it. <laughs> Yeah, right. well, you know. <laughs> because I was looking at the George Michael pencils, the George Michael pencils. So it comes in like a tube with like probably about 10 pencils in it. Uh, I hope it's 10 pencils. I think it's 25 pounds. Um, but I imagine George Michael's 12 round pencils in elegant with smooth surface and silver faith symbols. Um, I imagine George Michael himself would have taken the pencils out and kept his weed in there. And that's what I expect. <laughs> <laughs> and you can too for a mere 25 pounds. That is the George Michael merch on georgemichael.com. Dory and I are going to post up our favorite items. Um, and we won't complain. If you want to go on, 
buy some for us. Like, we're not going to hate you for it. You know what I mean? I'm just trying to see what, what does it say on these pencils? Like, what makes them George Michael? Oh, they say George Michael, and then they've got, like, some things, symbols and stuff. So, it. yeah, okay. I didn't know this because it keeps saying the faith symbol. And it's sound, hmm. kind of like, I mean, it's not it's not uh, Chinese, right? It's just like little, little symbols. No. So, uh, And I suppose it's, uh, maybe it's like a faith symbol in various religions because there's a cross, there's a star of David. Um, so I suppose the others are all yeah. various symbols for faith. It could be that. Hmm. Um, but I'm getting there's my, a heart with an arrow through it. I mean. Uh, well, that's his <laughs> earring, right? I mean, didn't, didn't he? That was his earring. Oh, right. From the faith yeah. video. I think that's that. Um but listen, either this uh, George Michael robe, or I'm definitely giving myself a George Michael icon T-shirt. That thing is a—it's an artwork. I'm just putting up in my house uh, next to my George Michael words book um, for me. <sighs> the Taliban, sorry, the Taliban heard us. <laughs> they're angry. Oh no, they're angry. No, they're angry. <laughs> they're angry. A few weeks ago, we spoke about the Talibalorian, the uh, Taliban. <laughs> Obviously found old DVDs of Back to the Future, watched it, figured, why don't we know about time travel? Phone this guy, Google the first DeLorean you find in the book, John DeLorean's son, hey, you're going to make us a DeLorean for the Taliban. <laughs> but it's good. But we need loading space. We're in the desert here. It's practical. We need to load stuff. Like we can't like have like a fancy car. We need to load. Okay. So imagine a DeLorean as a pickup truck and that's what you have but we still think it's a a, a, a scam we don't really think that uh, uh this is really being made but they are going to re-release in 2022 the delorean will return as a luxury electric sports car that's this year Okay. Is this again still John DeLorean's son who's involved? No, this looks legit. Like I've been sent this. Like everyone who's been sending me the story, thank you. I got it. <laughs> you don't know how many the times Texas I've based company. <laughs> I got a lot of times. <laughs> yeah. Stop sending Paolo DeLorean stories. <laughs> the Texas based company that owns the rights to DeLorean name teased its upcoming EV. Hmm. Yeah. So, hmm. so as you read from the story is that the original DeLorean no longer exists, but they bought the name. This company bought the name. So they are now the DeLorean. This is the DeLorean EV or Evolved, EV electric vehicle Evolved. And Dory, on it, and we're going to post this up on that 80 Show SA Facebook page. I see in the story that I've shared with you. Oh, Dory, yes, on there. As you scroll down that first little video that is there, just click on it. It's like five, 10 seconds, very quick. And tell me that your life isn't instantly better after seeing this little thing. I mean, if you've heard that, what it says is it starts out all black screened. The future was never promised course playing on its greatest legacy then it goes to fade to black screen and these gullwing doors open up as this like light effect follows the shape of the gullwing doors from left to right and then the front bonnet or the front uh, uh, bumper with mm. a light that flashes across us kind of kit style to introduce the new I mean, DeLorean. It's Knight Rider 
Oh yeah, God. it's an Outrider meets Batman. That's what it is. I mean, if this <laughs> was the trailer for a new Back to the Future, I would shit my pants. That's how hot this is. <laughs> it is so hot, okay? And they're releasing a new DeLorean in 2022. Do you think the Taliban are going to take them out? They're not going to be, they're like, hey, we're first. We were, yeah, we're in line. Where's our DeLoreans? And where's, and where's the space? Where's the pickup truck? <laughs> where's the pickup truck? So look, I tell you, um, I could probably only afford a Taliban DeLorean, but I definitely want mm. this new DeLorean EV. The future was never promised. My God. That I mean, beautiful. it looks beautiful. Yeah. From this, that ad. Oh. It looks, it looks like something that would be in Miami Vice. That's all you need to know. Oh God. I mean, yes. Yes. I mean, could the DeLorean get hotter? <laughs> we wait. We wait for the launch of the DeLorean. When you mentioned Batman there, actually reminded me something that Ivan Reitman mm. was actually going to do a Batman with Bill Murray as Batman. <laughs> wow. So, so they've like released a script that was put together uh, by Ivan Reitman with his collaborator, Bill Murray, as Batman. Now, remember, we know Batman. We've kind of, Batman is very gritty, very edgy, very Ben Affleck, very moody, Robert Pattinson. I mean, do me a favor, very goth. But Batman, like, if you were in the mid, early to mid-80s, your last, like, uh, uh, um, sort of, what am I doing? Your last interaction with Batman was like the super campy Adam West Batman from the 60s. So Batman was like ridiculously camp. So th that was yeah. the style of Batman they were going to do. So when you think about it, it goes, oh, now, oh, that's a crazy idea. But that's kind of where they were. Although Bill Murray is not, um, not a Bruce Wayne. There, there is only one Batman, and that is Michael Keaton. Everyone else can just go home. Exactly. Okay? exactly. He's coming back, hey? Do you know that he's making a reappearance as Batman? It's been teased. Ooh. It's been teased in the, new, in the new Flash movie. Um, the trailers all tease towards there being Batman appears and from the silhouette of it, it is Michael Keaton's Batman cowl. So nerds, very excited, very excited to see <laughs> quite rightly the best Batman. <laughs> For sure. Oh, what a show, Dory. I hope your neck has survived. This has been that 80s show. Everything you heard on the show can be found that Eddie show essay on Facebook. If you missed parts of this live show, you want to share it with a friend, want to listen, want to take down notes for legal reasons. Hey, you know, what are we going to do? Um, you can actually go back and find it. That Eddie show essay, just Google it, just Google that Eddie show essay and you'll find a format or a place or whatever that works for you. That's what we care. We care. We just want to make a show for as many people to hear it as we've threatened before. We will come to your house and play it on a boombox in your front lawn. That's how desperate we are for people to listen to that show. Be a friend, tell a friend. Dory, I like to end off every show with going, oh my God, we have learned so much today. What a big week in the 80s so in much. 2022. What have you learned from today's show? I mean, many things, but probably the biggest lesson I've learned is that I now have a goal and that is to recline in my George Michael robe. Oh drinking non-alcoholic pina coladas out of my George Michael flask while I write some lyrics with my George Michael pencil. Oh, inspired by your George Michael words book. Exactly. Oh God, George Michael, take all our monies. <laughs> <laughs> that 80 show. That and I want the new DeLorean. Oh that God, <laughs> oh God. If I get a new DeLorean, the robe's off. I'm just, I'm robeless, I'm derobing. <laughs> 
<laughs> Something else we learned: Paolo just loves taking his clothes off. Hey, <laughs> you, you know what? Without much prompting. <laughs> I never put them on to begin with. That's a thought for you to take away with you. This has been that Eddie Show. That Eddie Show is a anywhere. Thanks for listening. Thanks for joining me, Dory. Goodbye. Bye.